Chapter Fourteen of Nan Sherwood at Lakeview Hall. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elaine Conway. Nan Sherwood at Lakeview Hall by Annie Rowe Carr. Chapter Fourteen in the nick of time bess harley clung to her chum in an agony of apprehension perhaps nan would have utterly given way to terror too had she not felt herself obliged to bolster up poor bess the wind shrieked so about the two girls and the roar of the rain and sea so deafened them that nan could offer little verbal comfort she could only hug bess close to her and pat her shoulder caressingly then suddenly nan seized the bathing cap from her chum's head and pushing bess aside began to bail frantically with a rubber head covering the rain and spray were rapidly sinking the canoe and to free it of the accumulation of water was their only hope oh dear oh dear nan groaned bess over and over nan had no breath left for idle talk she bailed out the water as fast as she could the canoe was too waterlogged already to be easily steered the sea merely drove it on and on providentially it did not broach to throw out the cushions nan finally cried to her chum throw them out it will lighten the canoe a little but but we'll have to pay for them objected bess for perhaps the first time in her life becoming cautious do as i say commanded nan what are a few cushions if we can save our lives but we can't we're sure to drown wailed bess nan was not at all sure that this was not true she would not however own up that she thought so you do as i say bess she ordered throw out those cushions never mind if we drown the next minute you you're awful sobbed bess nevertheless she jerked the cushions out over the side one after the other they floated away then nan was suddenly stricken with fear maybe she had done the wrong thing by the way the cushions floated they might be of cork and if worse came to worst they might have been used as life preservers but the canoe was lightened nan unhooked a chair back amidships and threw it overboard all the time she was bailing faithfully after being thus lightened the canoe began to rise upon the waves more buoyantly perhaps however that was because the rain had passed over the driving sleet-like fall of it had saturated the two girls in the canoe they could be no wetter now not if they were completely engulfed by the rising sea the violence of the wind had actually beaten the sea down but behind the squall as it swept on the waves were rising tumultuously this won't last long it can't last long nan thought she raised her eyes to look about 
the darkness of evening seemed already to hover upon the bosom of the lake the boat landing and boathouse were both out of sight on the crag-like bluff the hall was merely a misty outline hanging like a cloud castle in the air bess was crying steadily nan thought of her mother and her father so far away if anything happened to her they would be a long time finding it out and there was uncle henry and aunt kate and the boys they would feel very bad nan knew if anything happened to her so would toby vanderwiller and mrs vanderwiller and corson and perhaps queer little margaret llewellyn and her brother bob was it the spray or did tears fill nan sherwood's eyes so that she could see nothing moving on the face of the wild waters yet of a sudden there came into hearing the sharp staccato report of an engine exhaust a motor-boat nan gasped still bailing desperately the sputtering noise drew nearer oh bess nan cried oh nan responded her chum do you hear it it's that boat bess said sniffling if they only see us can you see them nan could not stop bailing every now and then a wave would slop over the side and the canoe would settle deeper in the lake bess climbed unsteadily to her knees hope revived in her breast she wiped the spray out of her eyes with the back of her hand and stared all about yes there was the darting motor-boat it's walter she cried to her chum does he see us he's he's going right past wailed bess wave to him shout to him commanded now a lot of good that'll do pursued the unhappy bess they're so far away nan uttered a shriek just then that must have been heard a long way down wind a big wave boarded them filling the canoe almost full and throwing bess on her face nan seized her chum and drew her up out of the water so that she might get her breath the canoe shook and staggered it was going down another such shipment of water and the girls would be engulfed scream let's both scream together commanded nan her chum's cry was a very weak one indeed but nan's voice rang out vigorously across the waves help we're sinking almost immediately an answering cry came down the wind hold on we're coming i'd like to know what we're to hold on to gasped nan kneeling waist deep in the water she had to hold up bess who was almost ready to collapse left to herself nan's chum would have succumbed before the motor-boat arrived it was walter's boat to nan's surprise his sister and linda riggs were still with him stand by for the boy called out walter and flung the inflated ring attached to a strong line it floated near the submerged canoe almost at once 
nan felt the canoe going down and with her arm about bess she flung herself away from the sinking craft oh gurgled bess keep up cried nan don't sink girls shouted walter mason i'll get you he however had his hands pretty full with the boat it had lost headway and was inclined to swing broadside to the waves which every minute were running higher nan and bess were both good swimmers yet bess was now all but helpless through fright she would have sunk immediately had not nan's arm been about her nan struck out for the bobbing ring a wave carried them towards the life-boy and as they fell down the slant of that wave they fairly plunged on to the big canvas-covered ring i've got it yelled nan exultantly and the next moment water filled her mouth and she swallowed so much that she felt almost waterlogged hang on shouted walter encouragingly he started the screw again grace who was thoroughly frightened made out however to hold the wheel steady walter ran to the stern and drew in the life boy towing the imperiled girls round to leeward of the plunging motor-boat the rescue was barely in the nick of time they lifted bess harley over the low rail of the bargain rush almost senseless nan managed to climb in unaided they were not much wetter than those already aboard the motor-boat linda was very ill and hung over the rail forward grace was crying amidships and trying to steer the boat while water tinkered with the engine bess and nan lay in the cockpit recovering from their fight with the sea it was a very miserable party indeed End of chapter fourteen